Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of After Extra Time. Um, Jacko is back uh, from his, his week absence. Um, it was his birthday. He's talking in third person and I don't know why. Um, and just like to point out to uh, Jack and Greeny for giving me a load of shit last week, it's clear you don't respect your elders. So uh, that needs to change next season, I think, before you, you hit the heady heights of 33, the pair of you. Although, Jack, you've got a way to go, mate. You're still in fucking nappies, isn't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm 25 this year, so. Oh, bless you. Um, how yeah. are we both anyway? Are we all right? Yeah, very well, good. mate. Very well. All yeah. good. Um, it's going to be a bit of an interesting one this week. It's not going to be about football uh, per se. I mean, you know, looking at the results, the only real things we need to discuss are, are the bottom of the championship. And I'm sure Jack would love to come on to that soon. Um, yeah. So it's just other bits and pieces um, before the end of the season. The, the first off with... Um, is a is a bit of a personal one for me. I saw this, uh, I saw this uh, statement come out on um, Joe.co.uk uh, um, Saturday evening about a Albion Rovers player called David Cox. Now, um, some of you that are listening probably don't follow me on Facebook, so you won't have seen the post itself. The reason why I posted it was that he retired unexpectedly. Uh, from football on Saturday during a Scottish League match between Albion Rovers and Stenhouse Muir. And his reasons for retiring um, were down to the abuse that he received from a fellow football player with regards to his mental health. Um, He put a two-minute video out on Instagram um, I, I do advise you to, to go and have a look at it. If you go to joe.co.uk or Joe's Facebook page, the article will be there. Um, and he basically went through the fact that 
this player had made a comment of uh, that he should have done it right the first time, which royally fucked me off. Um, at which point he turned around and said that he wasn't going to stand for it anymore. He wasn't going to deal with it and he was going to walk away because he said if he did, and he was on the pitch with that player at the time, he would have broke his, both his legs and he would have been deemed a bad guy. Um, I, I want uh, your two guys' thoughts on this matter. Um, purely for the fact that I've played football with Greeny. Greeny knows me a very long time. Um, what do you make of the situation with that? If you had a teammate that had mental health issues, had obviously come close to attempting suicide or even attempted suicide, and then you had an opposition player say that to him during a game, I mean, what, what would your reaction have been? <laughs> Where do you want me to start, Jacko? <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's, it's no laughing game. It's no laughing game whatsoever, mate. I mean, like you said, me and you have been in the game years, mate, and I've got players now still not with probably the mental side of it, but more Asperger's and stuff like that. Mm. And even they get, get a little shit from opposition, which rares me, mate. And, you know, I've got a short fuse on a football pitch. So, yeah. it, it's got to be stamped out, mate. It's got to really be stamped out. I mean, that player could have went home that night, not said boo to a goose, mate, and, and committed suicide, you yeah. know. And then that's another life gone, another footballer gone. We don't, we, we don't want to see any of that, mate. And uh, it does, it just needs to be stamped out, mate. And we go through, it's just, everyone's going on about Black Lives Matter, which I get, and I, and I totally stand by that as well. But let's, let's go down the suicide route, mate, because it seems like there's no, there's no help. There's no help whatsoever, mm. mate, for stuff like this. And it fucking frustrates me. You know, it's. I don't think it's just got to go from football, mate. It's just got to go entirely from from now, from from the world, mate. It's, you got to do it. Mm. Everyone's got to learn about it. Some people say they haven't been in that position, mate. I think most people get in that position with mental health illness, mate. I really do. I mean, you can put a brave face on for so long. Yeah, yeah. And then you can then you come crushing down, mate. So. I feel everyone's been there, but it's if people open up, do they not open up? And it's one of them, mate. And I just feel, I feel bad for Coxie. Um, should he have retired from it? I get why he has, but should he be a better person and probably rise above it? Set the example, speak out and fucking carry on, mate. And say, you know what I mean? And, and carry on that way. Mm. Jack, what, what did you make of the situation? And, and what do you think also? Coach uh... Garney. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, Jack. What, what did you make of it um, from the, the bit that you may have seen? And, and what do you think the SFA have to do with regards to this? Because obviously they're now in a precarious position where one of their players has just walked away from the game due to abuse from an opposition player with regards to his mental health. I mean, how would you, as, as the executives of that association, deal with that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, I suppose it's a hard one in terms of dealing with punishment. I mean, maybe ban and a fine. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one because I feel like this sort of thing probably goes on every week. But yeah. some, some obviously, you know, we, we, like you boys have said, we've all, I've obviously played that play the old game for Greeny, but obviously I play every weekend anyway. So all sorts of stuff gets said during a game of football. Some things in the heat of the moment, some things. 
you know, make, might be more spiteful and more. <laughs> Don't know whose background that is. I'm thinking green. Sorry, boys. Sorry, <laughs> lads. That's definitely not yeah. mine. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, some things more spiteful, and some things just obviously hit you the moment, you know. And we all like a bit of banter, and we all like a laugh now and again. But some things are more serious than others, and you know. And in terms of mental health, I know obviously Jacko um, has had things in the past, and myself included. And you know, I mean, like Greeny said, not just football, but in all walks of life, you know, you never know really what's happening with a person. So, I mean, obviously, I think people sometimes don't realise that obviously words are hurtful. You know, they do cut deep. And once you've said something, you can't really take it back. So, yeah, yeah I think uh, I, I kind of see where Greeny's coming from, where he's saying be the bigger person. But if, you, if you've had enough of it, then you've had enough, haven't you? And, you know, you shouldn't, uh, in your job, you shouldn't be going there and, uh, and having to take shit from people and, and having to deal with stuff like that, you know? He probably played football as a sort of escape from, you know, his, his, his problems and his troubles and everything like that, which I completely understand and completely get. I mean, going out there to play football for 90 minutes, completely escape from the world, you can escape from all your problems and same thing as a fan, really. But it's just, it's a real shame that he's had to, to, to retire from something like that, really. I, I think it's just really, not disappointing, but it's just, it's, it's sad, really, in some respects because he's had to retire from you know, from football due to what someone said to him, which is, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's sad really. And it's like Greeny said, we don't want anyone committing suicide. And I think this issue is, is, is only going to get bigger and bigger. I think the mental health and suicides, especially in, obviously in, in, in men, um, you know, there's a, I can't remember this stuff off the top of my head, but it's, you know, someone commits suicide. Is it, is it something like once every, 20 minutes or something like that I can't remember and, and then and then the, a large percentage of that he's, he's males and we do I know obviously people hear it all the time and you know if, if there's a stigma around it and especially in terms of like football teams and stuff that if you don't speak you're a pussy or if you do talk about stuff then you're soft and all this sort of thing which is completely out of bollocks at the yeah. end of the day if you need help or you need to speak to someone then, then do it you know there's no there's absolutely no shame in that whatsoever mm. So yeah, I think for me it's just it's just a, it's a crying shame really that someone's what, yeah. sorry, lads. What I was going to say, uh, what what we offer as After Extra Time is not just a football podcast. Mm. Emailing to Jacko After yeah. Extra Time Facebook Instagram, and we'll happily help out other other players mm. or not even have to be a player, just just a random person. Jacko's trained in it, yeah. so he he can help out by all means, but. One thing I am looking to do with after extra time, lads, is obviously get into some kind of charity with uh, a mental health. Well, it could so, be um, it could be mine, could be anyone, but yeah, I think, yeah. I think, but I think, yeah, I think from all three of us, I think we'll if even even me personally, you know, if you want to add me on Facebook and you want to drop me a message, and I'm sure Jack and Greeny would do the same. Yeah, we're always, here. we're always here if anyone needs any help or, or someone to talk to or just. Even, I mean, I'd go so far as you can, and all my mates will know this anyway from knowing me, and same goes for you two boys, if you ever need me, and give me a ring or whatever, and just want to vent or cry or anything like that, then I'm more than happy to pick the phone up and help anyone, because like I say, I've gone through shit myself, and 
I know. Same, same goes for you, Jack. When Derby get relegated, if you need to ring me and cry, <laughs> you can ring me and cry, mate. <laughs> I think I'll. Uh, I think, oh, I'll I think the last person he'd want to speak to at that moment in time is you, mate. If I'm being brutal, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be ringing any fucking Leicester fans, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on, on that opinion, though, Jack, oh yeah, it's a sad, it's a sad matter mm. to talk about. But like I said, after extra time, we are here. Yeah, um, uh, I'd just like to. I know it's very unlikely that he will listen to this, but I'd just like to send our, our deepest sympathies to David Cox for having to deal with that. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not a nice thing for anyone to have to deal with, whether it's football or average Joes just trying to get through their daily lives. Um, but we are here if you need a chat. The email, if you want to send us an email, just say hi. Just see how you're doing. If you've enjoyed the pod, if you don't like the pod, if you think Green talks over chat, that is just irrelevant, then that's great. Um, the email is after extra time 2020 at gmail.com. Um, we're all on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Twitter. There's ways to get in contact with us. Um, so, yeah, please get in touch if you do want to have a chat. Um, now that's out of the way, because I felt I needed to get that out of the way first, let's talk about what I can only describe as one of the weirdest set of weeks in Premier League football <laughs> that I can ever think of as a football fan. For those of you that aren't fully aware of the situation, this is the sort of road that it's gone down. So um, during the last week, six Premier League clubs, which happen to be Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal and Chelsea all decided that they wanted to break away from Premier League and create a European Super League along with Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico, Inter Milan, AC Milan and Juventus. Due to a, uh, an amazing amount of backlash from everybody, which I thought was brilliant because it just set the world alight with everyone angry at these arrogant arseholes that run these clubs and think they know it better than the football fans. Um, within, I don't know, within 24 hours of it happening on a Saturday or Sunday, all six teams in the Premier League have withdrawn. And I believe all but Real Madrid and Juventus had withdrawn entirely from the European Super League. Roll on to this weekend and two of the main contributors to this European Super League were due to play their game yesterday, which was Liverpool versus Manchester United. And for those of you that missed that, um, it was postponed because some heroes of Manchester decided that they were going to storm Old Trafford, nick a corner flag and protest the fact that the Glazers were in charge and they didn't know what they were doing. Um, uh, I will... Just quickly go across it, boys, for the for, for the benefit of the, the listeners. Um, a, are we surprised that the ESL folded so quickly? And B, should we expect more protests like this for the other so-called big six teams in the Premier League? Jack, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, I, I personally think there will be more things like this to come. Um, obviously, I don't know, obviously, well, some people might have, some people might not have, but I, I don't, you know, obviously I was a bit pissed off. I was looking forward to the game. 
I had a couple of bets on it and stuff. So obviously, I was looking forward to it. And then obviously, I think as soon as the game got, uh, as soon as the game, got, well, kickoff got delayed, I thought this game, you know, it sort of got to five o'clock, then sort of quarter past five, and you thought the longer this goes on, the game's obviously not going to be played. And I don't. I'm sort of 50-50 in how I feel about it because, don't get me wrong, if a club's been run wrong, and as we spoke on here before in terms of teams like Wigan and Blackpool who have had mismanagements and stuff, I'm all for, you know, getting shitty owners and chairman out, etc., who, you know, are money greedy and don't run clubs properly. You know, I'm all for that, don't get me wrong. But then the problem I have with sort of yesterday's scenes is the violence and stuff. I don't think... You can sort of condone yeah. that. You know, no. there was a bloke with his, uh, I don't know, I can't remember what he actually was, and if he was a steward or a policeman or something, but he, his face was all cut. There was people throwing bottles, you know, and it's all well and good going on the pitch and, and doing that and, and keeping it peaceful. That's fine. You know, sh- you know, show your concerns for the Glazers being in charge and show the fact that you're in, supporting everyone else and the fact that they're doing a shit job. That's fine. Don't do that. But then once it starts turning, you know, aggressive against the police, who, you know, haven't really, they've not done anything wrong themselves and they're just doing their job and, you know, stewards, etc. And, and all like that. And then people started getting hurt, obviously Man United fans as well. And it's just, it turned, it, what started into obviously a very peaceful protest and into like a really messy situation. And then obviously the police in Premier League came out and said obviously that they were concerned about the safety of the, you know, the Man United players. There was a bit of scenes outside the hotel that, uh, in Manchester as well, which is, you know, I get you're pissed off with your oh, the Glazers, etc., and stuff like that. But does it really need to turn like that? Personally, not for me. I think there's other ways you can do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I was sort of fifty-fifty in terms of how I felt about it because I, I get where they're coming from, but this certain ways of how you expect it to behave, and then again. As we've seen so often before in terms of football and football fans, there's a lot that will get chucked about with the words like hooligans and mm. all that. And obviously that tarnishes football with a bad name and you know, you know, football fans with violence and stuff. We've seen it before in the Euros and the World Cup, etc. with England fans abroad. And, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff for me is just sort of, you know, you can't really condone that. But um, yeah, like you said, it's been a really strange sort of week or two weeks in terms of it. But I think there's more to come, I think. Possibly, you know, Arsenal did their sort of little protest as well mm. to get Stan Kroenke out. Obviously, Spotify owners looking at the Swedish guys, looking at trying to table a, a billion pound, mm. trying to buy Arsenal. You know, P- Petacek had to come out and speak to all the the Chelsea fans in order for them to move. So yeah, I just yeah, I don't think this is going to be the end of it. Um, you know, obviously Ed Woodward was quitting at the end of the season into a United chairman, so. Yeah, I just I I don't know what's more to come. I don't know if it'd be more protests or those sort of things. I, I'm not too sure yet, um, but I, I do I do believe there is more to come, and, and and hopefully, you know, it doesn't see games getting postponed or or, or kickoffs moved, etc. Um, and hopefully, it can hopefully remain a little bit more peaceful. You know, like I say, I'm all for protests. But when it starts getting turning violent and people start getting hurt and stuff, then obviously it is a cause for concern. And you've got to yeah. you've got to remember the end goal and what you're there for. Not not obviously there to just go and beat beat policemen up or throw bottles at people and stuff like that. You know. No, that's very true. Um, I, I will apologise. I did mention heroes there. Um, I didn't see the bit where it got violent yesterday. I just seen that it had been postponed. 
Um, so I will apologise for using <laughs> no, the wrong sure. words. Sure, no, sure. I, I feel sort of like the heroes and that, but obviously, like you say, mate, sometimes even with these things, I think obviously a lot of people get fuel with alcohol. You know, people get yeah, caught. Yeah. In the, people get caught up in the moment. You know, they get all excited and stuff, and you know, like I say, I'm we're all for change, especially when change needs to come. You know, the, the Glazers are obviously running its shit, and you know, you know, I probably do need that change, and I'm sure a lot of people agree with that on here. But you know, like I say, there's, there's unnecessary violence doesn't need to be. You know, yeah, yeah I, 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 I agree with them. I think you know, if they can get the Glazers out, then definitely benefit the club hundred percent. Um, um, something that that seemed to add before we we started recording this session was that the Premier League has has brought in uh, a new owners' rule to stop a repeat of the Super League. Um, do you think that will change? With regard to the club, how do you feel that it's a case where they try and look to find another way? How how do you see that panning out now for that? I don't I don't think any any anyone was cellmate, um, and I and I don't think you'll hear the Super League anymore. I, th- I think that's dead and buried, mate. I th- honestly think that's dead and buried. I mean, the owners come in. Let's say Man City, for instance, they've come in years ago, built that club up to how it is now, and it's sensational what they've done, mate. So it's not all about money. It's not all about money. It can't be because if not, why would Man City owners go in there and want trophies, sack managers because they weren't winning trophies? You know, so I don't think it's all about the money, mate. To be honest. So can I see any? Maybe not, but three hundred million is um, Mm. a lovely little incentive, isn't it? Yeah, it is, mate. It it totally is. But do Man City owners need it? No. Do Man United need it? Possibly not. Same with Liverpool. Spurs probably will need it because they spent shitloads on the stadium. But it's not going to be a one-man team in there or whatever. So I just I don't think now. Nah, I think it's under the water, mate. All this EF, uh, all this European Super League rubbish. I think it, yeah, it's all it's all dead and buried, mates. Now you were about to say of... the EFL there, weren't you? I was. I wish it was fucking <laughs> dead and buried, so I'd have to put up your two shit on the fucking uh, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> a lot more exciting than watching Premier League shite sometimes. Um, well, yeah. Well, to be, to be fair to Jack, I mean he has got a point. I mean we we we'll quickly go through the fixtures. Um, Arsenal beat Newcastle two 0 Yippee. Um, Gareth Bale got his first Premier League hat trick in eight years. It's amazing what happens when you come back. Uh, they beat Sheffield United four <laughs> 0 I, I think Very... I'm say it's amazing what happens when you play someone's shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I can safely say the entire of that Sheffield United eleven are a hell of a lot better than I am. So yeah, um, Man City beat Palace, uh, which means that they only need four points to secure uh, their third Premier League trophy in four years. Um, Brighton beat Leeds 2-0. I think that was probably the the biggest result of the weekend because that near enough now keeps Brighton safe in the Premier League. And it means Um, green talk. (laughs) Well, yeah, but we know that, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to discuss that anyway. Uh, Chelsea beat Fulham 2-0, which are we all in agreement that that sent Fulham down now? Regardless of the fact that they've got to play Newcastle, 
Yeah, I think the no. I think the no. Greeny. Yeah. Not yet, mate. Not yet. Oh, you you, you still think you still, still think, think Fulham can do it? I do, mate. Yeah, I still think. Even though Fulham it. have lost four of the last five. Yeah, they're going to treat every game now from now for, as a cup <laughs> final. Look, not, not, the fact, not the fact well, that they like, should have done that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, unlike the other 34 that they've already played. <laughs> no, they've got to stay up. You've heard it here first. Um, Everton uh, lost, would I say surprisingly? No, I wouldn't really. Um, they lost to Aston Villa 2-1 at home. Uh, and Greeny's lot um, managed to get a result against Southampton. Was that a a disappointing <laughs> point for you, Greeny? Yeah, it was, mate. It was, but we'll take the point, mate. It still puts us eight clear yeah. of West Ham in fifth, mate. So a point's better than no points, as they say. Oh, it's it's actually Spurs in fifth, mate. Uh, Spurs, then. If, yeah, if you want to, you know, we're a football podcast. If you want to get the information right, you know, it usually helps. Hey, if we recorded <laughs> it at the right time, son, it would have been West Ham. <laughs> yeah, very very true. Um, oh, <laughs> We're going to talk about the championship, Jack. No. Yeah, we are, mate. Let's let's just get through it because you know Green's Green's got to go get his Manny Petty sorted. Thanks, mate. Um, if Rotherham win tonight, is that Derby down? Tomorrow night, you mean? Tomorrow night, sorry. Uh, I is that put him on level? It puts them on level points with Derby and they've got yeah. a better goal difference than Derby. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just... <laughs> Going I'm... down with the Wickham. Down yeah. with the Wickham. Hey! Uh, I, uh, the thing is... I just couldn't um, words anymore. I, I just, I... The thing is, if Wickham were to pull off the most remarkable result next week and have an 11-goal swing, <laughs> they have a chance of staying up. I mean, the fact that they're still with a shot within with a shot is ridiculous in itself. Really, yeah. uh, it's testament to Ainsworth and, and the job that he's done. The players yeah. haven't given up, which is incredible. Really, um, I think you know, even when they got promoted last season, everyone sort of put them down as relegation favourites, and they're, they're still there with a the fight. And it's it's incredible to see, and it's the sort of spirit and fight they sh- that Derby should be playing with. And it's uh, you know, we look shy Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday picking up form. Rotherham look like they're playing with fight as well. Like they're not, you know, and, it's, and, and we're just, we haven't won in about 14. I think we won one in the last 14. Um, what what happened Saturday? Because obviously, from, from what I'd seen, obviously I messaged you about it at the time. Obviously, obviously took the lead. Yeah. Was there just a sort of capitulation after that or did Swansea actually decide that they wanted to turn up? Um, a bit of both, mate. I, the, the real issue with Derby is the... the Last two weeks, they've gone one nil up and conceded, and just absolutely just shit their pants. Uh, just, just no control of the game, no management of the game, no game management at all, and just, just fucking, just bowl it. And I just, I don't know, don't know why. And I just should have, should have kept Shay, Shay given the job, Jack. <laughs> well, just yeah. I mean, obviously looking back, obviously on it now, I would wanted someone more experienced, but I just. Do you know what? I actually I'm consigned to the fact right now, and have been for the last sort of two three weeks that we're down. I I genuinely yeah. believe, genuinely believe Sheffield Wednesday will beat us on on uh, Saturday lunchtime. Um, 
I believe Rotherham <laughs> may, will win or draw tomorrow night. No, I'm serious. I just so don't, it, I, it's making me grin so hard to see, see Jack Ro- sit in his pants. Rotherham's, <laughs> Rotherham's last two games are Luton away mm. tomorrow oh, and Cardiff away on Saturday. Yeah, Cardiff haven't got anything. Cardiff, Cardiff haven't got anything to play for, so it is Rotherham's. It is yeah. in Rotherham's part. It's, it's not. Do you know what? If if Derby went down but showed a bit of fight, then I, then had a bit of pride. I'd be like, do you know what? Fair enough. But the fact that they just couldn't give a shit the way they're playing, there's no fight in the team. There's no just no pride for the fucking playing for the shirt or anything. And I actually think that if they do go down, the, the club needs re fucking doing from top to bottom. Just everything all, needs. To it, Jack, it all went downhill when you fucked Richard Keogh off. Well, it's not even that, mate. I think you, I think is it, uh, is it really? Yeah, I, I don't so. think it was that. I gen, I genuinely think that. Obviously, we've had a good couple of seasons, but I think from even when they lost in the playoff final, I don't think Derby have really had a squad that cared that much and had that much pride and passion. I genuinely, from then on, but it is concerning the fact that you know we've got to so many playoff finals and I've been so close to getting promoted, and now we're we're on the brink of League One, and I'm actually worried for the fact that. Can we get out of League One if we do get there? Like, who, what, who's going to stay? What, you know, that for me, we've got probably three or four players who I'd really like to stay. I probably can't see that happening. I just, yeah, I don't know what state the squad's going to be. You know, in. you know what's going to happen, Jack. It's written in the stars, mate. What's that? You go down. You go down. Rooney gets the sack. You get Lampard back. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Lampard's going to Spurs. What are you on about? I don't know what's. I don't know what's going to happen. Honestly, he just needs someone in that can maybe with a proven bit of Championship or League sort of like EFL experience. Maybe I don't know. Just, I yeah. I just. I genuinely. I never thought we'd ever be in this situation when we started this second series of pod. I was. I was genuinely thought we were going for playoffs and just like yeah, we've got a real sniff of it and the fact that we're one game away from going to League One, it's just I'm, it, it baffles me. I don't, I don't really know how we've ended up like this, but I know for a fact that the defence is shit and they have not scored enough goals. So in simple terms, that's why. But mm. it would just be nice to see them fight really hard for, for ninety minutes and, and show they give, show they actually give a shit. That would be that's all I'm asking for for uh, Saturday. Yeah. Um, but I mean, suppose. <laughs> If you're not a fan of either of those clubs, it's, it's a brilliant game because it's the two teams yeah. that are down there playing each other and it's actually interesting because there's something, something to play for. So I'm sure yeah. everyone else will enjoy it. But uh, Well, this is the not... thing. This is what I've found is, is there's not a lot to talk about now because it's all done and dusted. I think barring the, the Premier League's bottom three because that's still got four games to go, it's now coming to the end of the, the football season. So there isn't a lot to, to discuss. But as you say, if if Rotherham do get something out of the Luton game tomorrow, it does make it hell of an interesting last last day. Um, especially with the fact that Sheffield Wednesday and are playing Derby, as you said. Um, also, I just got to touch on the fact that had Sheffield Wednesday not got that points deduction of minus six, then we'd be down. I'd say so. Yeah. Well, they'd be safe. So. Yeah, I mean, and also there was obviously the fact that at the start of the season we were considering getting a points deduction as well. Mm. <laughs> so, Jack, all I can say about my team though is, mate, K-Sira, Sira. 
Can't wait for you to lose at Wembley. That will fuck. <laughs> <Shut you up. laughs> okay. Come on, so, um, just quickly, we'll go through the rest of the, the championship results, um, and then I'll get your your your, your two predictions for the the playoffs. Um, Sheffield Wednesday got a a good point against uh, Forest at home, which, as we've just discussed, leads into the last game of the season um, against Derby. Uh, Birmingham got battered four 0 by by Cardiff. <laughs> Dale, that's hilarious if he is listening. Um, Brentford beat Watford, um, which really makes no difference to Watford because they're already up and it's secured Brentford, basically third spot again. Um, Huddersfield drew one all with Coventry. Luton drew one all with Middlesbrough. Greeny's pick for Middlesbrough getting into the playoffs with uh, Warnock done really, really well there, isn't it? Um, like Brighton going top, down. top pick yeah um, Millwall decided that because they were having a fucking holiday that they would actually turn up against Bristol City and beat them 4-1 and a couple of the goals Bristol City really helped so I don't think they really cared at all so how how the fuck has Nigel Pearson been given a contract for Bristol City when they've literally won one in about 10 or 12 games well, no, he did start off, to be, to be fair, I think he went seven or eight unbeaten when he came in. Yeah, but uh, since then... They, I... they, they did look. And yeah. as you mentioned that, Jack, I have, I have put 20 notes on them to win the championship next year. Anyone that does not understand gambling, <laughs> listen to this. Greeny's put wow. £20 on and he's now lost £20. Yeah. Next season already. Are you uh, telling Are you telling me that Bristol City are better than West Brom, mate? Under Pearson, who knows, mate? That's uh, why I'm backing it, backing it, mate. No. He's been there, done it. You've officially lost the plot. Brilliant. That's. Uh, you, that's I tell you, mate. I'll, when I, when they win the champ next year, it'll all be fucking greedy. Like you didn't put it on. You want to earn no. some money? Stick twenty notes on Derby to elite one boy. Or <laughs> <laughs> to get relegated from League One, Jack. Well, yeah, probably more chance of that. To be fair. <laughs> um, just, just quickly. Oh, um, I think one thing is uh, that we need to go out and get Scott Malone as well. The guy's been amazing for us this season. So whether or not that's, uh, well, it's one of those where <laughs> A is out of contract in the summer and B is on loan, so he's obviously trying to get himself a contract somewhere else. So whether or not he can keep that form into next season or he does an Aubameyang and just sits on the bench and does whatever, I don't know. But I, I do seriously hope it's he carries on as he has done this year because he's been brilliant. I saw, a, I saw a really good tweet uh, over the weekend that said, is it a coincidence that whenever someone leaves Derby, they automatically become good? I <laughs> they, then, they then tweeted after, starting to think the problem isn't the players, it might be us. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, so that was interesting. Um, Norwich cemented their their title winning season. Um, Jacko called that at the very beginning. I'll just point that out. Um, they beat Reading four one at home. Preston beat Barnsley two nil. Neither side really care. Barnsley are safe in the playoffs. Reading are outside the playoffs. It made no difference. However, uh, sorry, uh, pressing uh, down in the bottom anyway. Uh, Rotherham got a point against Greeny's so called team Blackburn. Stoke uh, lost to QPR 2 0. Obviously, Swansea, we've discussed. 
And Steve's team, Wickham, got a surprising result against Bournemouth. Um, would either of you have seen that coming a mile off? No, not, no, not really, mate. Got the accumulator. Because um, uh, they've just lost to Wickham, should uh, Bournemouth sack uh, Woodgate, Greeny? Not at all, mate. They're going to be uh, <laughs> playoff finalists and they're going to win it. They're going to be in the Prem next year, mate. Well, uh, you've, you've timed it perfectly as, as usual. What? Who are you two picking for your playoffs? Obviously, you've got Brentford. The, the, the likely fixtures will be Brentford or Bournemouth or Barnsley and Swansea against either Bournemouth or Barnsley. Out of those four, who are you seeing going to the final? It's going to be Brentford. a, a Bournemouth-Barnsley final. Bournemouth-Barnsley final. You're just full of the bullshit tonight, aren't you? <laughs> you love it, boy, don't you? Uh, it's going to make interesting conversation next week if Bournemouth and Barnsley get there. That's all I'm going to say. Um, just finally, we'll move on to League One, um, as that pretty much got wrapped yesterday as well. Um, Hull were already confirmed champions. Peterborough were already confirmed going up as well. Congratulations, Peterborough. We'll safely say it's probably a year later than they expected, but they're up there now. Um, I'm sure Craig McCall-Smith will be happy with that one, lads. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he would as all. Um Playoffs are near enough done. The only side that can get there now is Oxford. They have to win on the last day of the season and hope Portsmouth don't match their result. Um, and unfortunately, commiserations to Rochdale and Northampton. They both were relegated after defeats this weekend. A massive congratulations to Wigan, um, I think are in order, boys, because they've managed to stay up after what I can only describe as a hellish last sort of 18 months for the club. Do you see Wigan struggling again next season, Greeny, or do you think that they might be able to sort of re-bolster the squad now um, that, that they, they know they're going to be in League One next year? Um, or how, how do you see that panning out? Mate, I think, I think, I think they'll struggle. Still think, yeah. I don't think they've got a lot of money, have they? Um, I mean... They've done well since, since, like you said, they picked up results when they needed to. Mm. Um, but I, I think they'll struggle, mate. Uh, my mate Corey Whelan's there, centre half, and uh, Solomon's made a difference in that middle of the park. Mm. Um, and I think they both signed new contracts, so they, they've got a bit of strength there now, a bit of structure. But I just don't feel they'll be up there next season, mate. No. Um, and just quickly, League Two, Cheltenham. Cambridge, Bolton, Morecambe have all got four points between them with one game left to go. So, Bolton need a 13-goal swing in order to win the league, but Cambridge just need to better Cheltenham's result um, and Cheltenham have to win to guarantee that they're going to win it. Who who do you see out of those three winning that, that league? I'd have to go Cambridge. You reckon that's gonna it's gonna be a surprise last? Yeah, well, last I mean they've, they've got um, they've got Grimsby Town last game of the season, mate. Or rock bottom. Yeah, Gone, but Cheltenham, ha- Cheltenham have got Harrogate. Mm. Who beat Harrogate they, they beat Cambridge last week. Mm. Yeah, by four thriller. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, 
I'd have liked to have said Bolton if the, if the gap of the goal difference weren't as big as it is. Ooh. And Bolton I lost, probably would have. Yeah. yeah, Bolton lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, I yeah but, but I give credit to Bolton, mate. Where they they, they started off mm. absolute shit, and I thought, do you know what, they could be out of the football league. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then Ian Everett come in, mate, and he's done sensational with them. Yeah, yeah. And they probably if they go up, they'll probably be a team to watch for League One as well, lads. To be honest, along with Derby County, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice going back to Bolton. It'd be like a 2008 play, uh, <laughs> Premier League battle, wouldn't it? Yeah. The team what has pissed me off in that league though is Salford. Proper pissed me off that has. Well, you say that though, but all right, yes, they lost this weekend. If they can get a win on the last day of the season, um, and Forest, you know, they, they have got results to go, they have to have results go their way, um, they could potentially still do it. Um, they play late in Orient at home, and Orient have not won in their last three. Um, what, what do they do at Salford, do you think? And I'm not going to ask Greeny because he's obviously. You know, he's, he's quite excited about the prospects of Salford. But Jack, what, what do you think they should do? Do you think they need to change it? Or do you think that some sort of magic investment will happen again like it has done for the last few seasons and they'll get themselves closer to lead two automatic promotion? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think they, they might have got it wrong, maybe, with their manager area appointments this season. I know that um, Gary Bowie's there. He was Derby... Mm. Under 23s, under 18s, gaffer, I think. So, not exactly someone who's got proven experience in like in senior football. So, bit of a, bit of a weird one, really, when he went there. Um, yeah, I think maybe if they don't, maybe pump a little bit more money and maybe, I don't know, but there's only so much money you can keep pumping, I suppose. Um, mm. But yeah, I just think maybe get a gaffer in with a bit more managerial experience, maybe. Um, yeah. maybe some more proven players that have done it at sort of League 1, League 2 level and then uh, try and go again maybe next season or can they, they can they get playoffs this year? Salford, uh, Salford they can do they they have to beat Leighton Orient on the last day of the season and they yeah. have to have Exeter and Forest Green um, get only a draw at best because their goal difference is, is far better than Forest Green. So even if Forest Green got a point, Salford would still go above them on goal difference. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe just go again next season. You can only really concentrate on the result. But yeah, it's probably pump a little bit more money in again, really, wouldn't they? The old Salford cash cow and yeah. try again next season. <laughs> so that's it. Um, that's been a very hectic... 45 minutes or so um, thank you uh, as ever for listening to this tosh that we, we like to do um, it is coming up boys to a year we are I think just a month away now from when we first started was it June the 6th I think or something we started off again it was yeah yeah um, so we're coming up to a year so we might have a bit of a celebratory one there, but I don't know. We'll have to see what we're going to do. And then we've got the Euros. And if the pubs are open and we can get Wi-Fi access, we might be doing some lives. So keep an eye out on the Facebook page for that. Um, 
spend a bit of time together as well. Yeah, exactly. That'd be good. And we also have to come up with teams of the season, lads. Just just to point that out, as as I'm going to make sure we do that every year, um, we're going to have to come up with a Premier League team of the season. This is when Greenley has like Danny Ceballos or someone in it. Yeah. Like, well, the, the thing is, the rule, <laughs> the rule that I instigated last year, we can only have one player from one team. Oh yes. Yeah, sure. Or one player from each team. That's how we have to do it. So get your thinking caps on. And guaranteed, Greenies will just be fucking horrendous. Yeah, it'll be horrendous. Um, Yes, so that is it. Uh, Just quickly, this podcast is now part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's uh, first dedicated sport podcast network itself. Find the next show you'll love or join the team at www.sport-social.co.uk. As I said before, you can email us uh, at afterextratime2020 at gmail.com. You can find out information that we may be sharing on Facebook. It depends. We've been a bit lack with that of late, so we apologise for that. And we also do have our Twitter account as well. Um, anything to add, boys, before we end? Come on, Derby, please. <laughs> Please, I can't. I can't deal with the fact if we go down, how unbearable fucking Greeny will be. Well, I think Greeny's got to be quiet until the Premier League season because I have a funny feeling unless we're going to do a bottle job again. Ooh. Oh, no, Please. can't happen. Can't happen two seasons in the row, lads. Could be. Yeah. When you boys are in the top flight, we'll we'll discuss the uh, top flight a bit more, lads. Oh, I don't want to talk about the top flight. It's always about VAR. At least the Championship doesn't have that shit to deal with. Or Super Leagues or fucking anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Proper fans and proper owners. Yeah, you'll, well, you'll catch uh, me at Accrington uh, Stanley away next year, boys, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so then, it's go- goodbye from Mr. Green. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Mr. Godfrey. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Mr. Jackson. Bye. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.